What's Shaking Fire Nation? JLD here with an audio masterclass that I truly believe will help you on your journey towards success and in success because this is the 10 sins of success. And I have brought Frankie Lane to talk about this because Frankie went from sleeping in his car three years ago to owning a $20 million business. And now he shares his story to inspire others to become entrepreneurs. And we're going to dive into the 10 sins of success with Frankie when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Ready to hire a team, but not sure where to start? Luckily, there's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So what makes ZipRecruiter so smart? It learns what you like. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter and start reviewing applications, your feedback teaches ZipRecruiter's matching technology more about the precise skills and experiences you're looking for so it can invite more people who have them to apply. This helps you quickly get better and better candidates until you find the perfect one. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at Zip ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Frankie, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Well, I want to say uh, thank you and appreciate John having me on. And yeah, Fire Nation, man, appreciate, uh, you know, listen to a lot of you guys' podcasts and um, always excited to be a part of something that is growing and people are are always tuning into. So uh, what's going on, man? That's it's it's been great. So um, just want to give you guys a little bit of backstory. I I mean, not even three years ago, um, I was sleeping in my car on the interstate bypass. Uh, and I, I was in that situation for an uh, extended period of time, almost seven months and, um, had a, had what I would call a transformation of mindset and started going to work. And, and now I sit and, and, and I get to say I'm blessed with a, a multi-million dollar company, uh, in the solar industry, uh, just uh, starting to open up my own restaurant and have a couple of different businesses that we've now launched and super excited about the things that I've been blessed to be able to do and achieve uh, with some great people along the way. So, um, you know, not not long ago, I was uh, I was definitely in, in some of the darkest, hardest times of my life and and just decided to make a change. And and some of the things that I learned along the way, I'd love to share with you guys. Well, we are going to dive into that because Fire Nation, as I shared in the intro, today's audio masterclass is about the 10 sins of success. And I'm going to go ahead and just share with you what those 10 sins are, Fire Nation. Then we'll go through myself and Frankie and expound upon each one. So selfishness and greed is one of those 10 sins. Laziness, disrespecting time, lack of vision, devaluing people, self-doubt, lack of resourcefulness, not being strategic, unwillingness to adapt, and not being coachable pulls in at number 10 there. So Frankie, I love these 10 sins of success. Let's now go through each one and share a little more in depth with Fire Nation why each one of these is a sin. So selfishness and greed, take it away. Yeah, I mean, you know, I consider a sin something that every person who's pursuing success commits and makes. Um, but it not, not necessarily means that it's the end of the world or that success is not in your future. It just means that you need to really correct it before it festers and grows. So the first one out of the gate is selfishness and greed. I mean, I can tell you 
uh, I've had some success in my life. And a lot of people experience some success because of their talent level, their skill level, their experience, some of the things that they were able to be blessed with. But when you're selfish and greedy uh, and you look at yourself, you're really sinning uh, and you're not going to be successful because at the end of the day, it takes a lot more than just your own talent and self-serving mindset uh, to see success to the extent long term and have it long, uh, you know, have the longevity that you really want when it comes to success. So if you don't correct that and you don't start looking um, for the bigger picture, which requires a lot more than just yourself and what you can do when it comes to um, just being prideful, you got to share the love. I say that all the time. You got to share the love, share, share the wealth. Everybody's got to eat. And so if you only feed yourself, um, people are not going to really uh, want to do business with you. They're not going to want to partner with you. And therefore, uh, you're going to find yourself uh, really coming short of, of finding success. Fire Nation, share the love. Something that I love talking about quite often is the opportunity of two worlds for you to live in. You have the opportunity to live in a world of scarcity where you think you need to hoard everything, where if somebody gets a bigger piece of the pie, that means a smaller piece of the pie for you. That's a sad world to live in, but a lot of people live in that world. Alternatively, you can live in a mindset of abundance, a world of abundance where you're sharing the love, where you realize that, hey, when somebody takes a bigger piece of the pie, that means the pie is going to expand and grow. It's going to be a bigger piece for every single person. So that is the mindset that we as entrepreneurs, we as small business owners, large business owners, just as human beings need to adopt. Share that love, as Frankie would say. Go for abundance, as I would say, because why would you want to choose the alternative? Now, let's, Frankie, delve into laziness. What are your thoughts on laziness as being a sin of success? Yeah, I mean, I, I get told all the time I'm trying to work smarter uh, and not harder. Well, I kind of disagree with that because at the end of the day, you definitely want to work smarter, but you also want to work harder. And I think uh, laziness really equates to the force of average, you know, subpar effort, you know, trying to find shortcuts and you haven't earned the shortcuts. You think, you know, uh, enough not to to go at it the the the, the real uh, successful way. And so then you end up being lazy. Some people have a lazy mindset. Some people, um, you know, might show up to work, but yet they give a subpar effort and then wonder why they're not getting the promotion or wonder why the business is not taking off. Or even in relationships, if you um, have a mentality of, of, of laziness, People are going to, you know, find you out. It's going to come up to the surface. And really, uh, the laziness that I'm talking about is that quitter that everyone has inside of them that they have to really battle and, and overcome. So the quitter uh, that people need to deal with is, is a part of that laziness. And so if you don't get a hold of that laziness uh, that's in you, um, that you might actually, uh, you know, tap into more than you like, then su- success is going to be hard to find. And so you really definitely need to overcome and do away with the lazy part of who you are. Um, And if you do, you will find success. Fire Nation, we always have this desire to go down the path of least resistance because it's just the least resistance. Our brains, our bodies, we want to avoid pain. We want to avoid stress, fear, anxiety. We want to avoid all these things. So a lot of times we're pulled towards that path of least resistance. Just picture water. Water's always drawn towards the path of least resistance. What's downhill? What is, you know, is there an obstacle in the way? Well, water's just gonna hit that obstacle and try to go around it. That's the path of least resistance. That's another form of laziness because the path of least resistance for me would have been to wake up this morning 
not even roll out of bed, just grab my laptop, pop on Netflix, and just watch reality TV show after reality TV show and just waste my day away. That's the path of least resistance. And guess what? In a way, my mind and my body and I desire to do that, but I'm never going to accomplish the things I want to accomplish in this world if I embrace that path. So look at that as a challenge to be overcome. Laziness is the easy path. We choose to avoid that easy path. We're going to go down for what is for many people the road less traveled and we're going to fight laziness and focus on doing the things every single day that's going to take us one step closer to our goal, which by the way, Fire Nation, you should pat yourself on the back because you're doing that right now because you pressed play on this podcast to listen to this information by somebody who was struggling and is now succeeding, Frankie Lane. And now you're listening to that and you're studying that and you're learning from that. That is what you're doing as you're going towards your goals. Now let's talk about disrespecting time. My brother-in-law, Justin, He loves to say, which I completely agree with, John, all we have is time. And that is true. We have time and once it's gone, it's gone. So what do you have to say about disrespecting time as a sin of success, Frankie? Yeah, for a long time, I was wasting a lot of time. You know, I I spent a lot of my days and my weeks um, not doing productive things. And like your brother-in-law says, I mean, it's, you know, you have less less time. I mean, you know, you're going to go through life and you're not going to get more time. You're going to have less time. And one of the things that was really a wake up call for me was at 55 years old, my dad passed away. Suddenly Uh, we we had plans to, uh, you know, have a business together. We, we, you know, we didn't spend a lot of time growing up. I waited in the windows on the weekends trying to see if my dad was going to show up and get me. And so as I became an adult, we tried to build a relationship and a part of the, you know, my plan and his plan was to have a better relationship as we grew older. Uh, well, time uh, didn't take a vote and didn't ask for permission uh, to take my dad. And, and that's what happened. And so I learned a really hard, hard lesson uh, that, you know, you don't know how much time you have. And so you need to really respect time. And I was, for the most part, up until that was disrespecting time. I wasn't utilizing it. I wasn't productive. I didn't care about a calendar. I didn't care about my days. Um, And so I was really disrespecting time. And it was a part of my uh, sin of success because then I wondered why I wasn't successful because I wasn't maximizing my days, my weeks, my months and really achieving some things. Um, And you got, you know, you got to look at other people that are successful. I mean, they're the ones who are getting up early and and staying late. They're in the office first and they're putting in the work. I mean, they respect time. And uh, for those that are not really successful or finding themselves short of that, um, they're the ones that are really not respecting time for what it is. Time doesn't take a vote. Time doesn't ask permission. It doesn't ask to see if it's okay to stop or to start. It just does what it always does, and it just keeps on ticking. And so, uh, you know, respecting time is what you got to do. And if you're disrespecting time, you're definitely sinning, and success is going to be not not a part of what's going on with you. Fire Nation, if you disrespect time you just might run out of it. I mean, that's just a sobering fact we all need to wake up and smell. Now, Frankie, what are some strategies that you employ so that you're making sure you're respecting time every single day? Well, every Sunday, I make it a tradition. Me and my wife go to a nice restaurant and spend a couple hours eating dinner. And we also take at least uh, an hour of that time and plan out our whole week ahead. 
Okay. We have a list of things to do like anyone else. When you're running businesses that have a couple hundred employees and you got a lot of tasks to do, we're adding on to our house. We're opening up a restaurant and people ask, how do you get all that done? Well, you really have to be disciplined in your time. And so what I say is if you want your day to be great, you got to plan it out. You know, if you want, if you want your day to count, you got to plan it out. And so we take the time on Sundays and really look at our, our week and plan out the whole week the best we can. And every week we've done that, we have really achieved high success. And there's been some weeks we've missed and we found that we weren't weren't, uh, as productive during those weeks. So we try to do that. And of course we have our digital calendars. I have, uh, you know, a staff that try to keep me, um, you know, really set to that time. But if you don't, if you're not uh, able to do that, really you just got to look at your time and give your, you know, set aside time to plan out your time. And if you do that and you do it before your day starts, before your week starts, I promise you, uh, you will be able to achieve a lot more than you think in that window of time. Win tomorrow, today, Fire Nation. That's a phrase that I know and that I live by. I don't wake up in the morning and try to win today in that morning. It's too late. The day's already going. It's already consumed me. I win tomorrow, today, Fire Nation. I win this week on Sunday where, like Frankie, I'm planning out my week at the beginning of the week, not as the week unfolds. Make that happen, Fire Nation. Frankie, talk to us about lack of vision and how that's a sin of success. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are trying to achieve something, but they don't really, uh, they really haven't painted a picture for themselves or much less anyone else of where they want to go and how they want to go. It's like having a GPS, but with no address. I mean, the GPS is not that, you know, that, not that useful if you don't have an address. And so uh, I think vision is about, you know, having something that is so clear that you can write it down and others can run with it. Um, so there's some focus that you got to have on that. I think vision also, also is about focus. And then I always like to uh, use this quote where, where there's no clarity, you cannot dominate. So if you got clarity, you can dominate. When people know and see it and it's clear, uh, then you can run towards it. You can attack it. Um, and so there's a lot of distractions in the world nowadays. I mean, you can't go on social media. You go on social media for one thing, you end up doing 87 different things uh, before you actually get to the one thing you want to do. If you turn on the television, if you turn on the radio, if you go, you know, even even you talked about Netflix, you scroll through Netflix for a movie and it takes you two hours to, <laughs> to even scroll through Netflix to find the one movie you might want, you might watch. And so there's distractions everywhere. And those that are focused are going to, and I'm talking about mad focus, are going to win. And in my life, I didn't have focus. And so I was sinning and not being and not being successful because I didn't have vision. I had lack of vision. No vision for my my family life. No vision for my business life. No vision vision for myself. And so, therefore, I had no clarity. Therefore, I couldn't dominate. And that's a sin of success. Fire Nation, where there is no clarity, you cannot dominate. It's literally that simple. And as Frankie says, distractions are everywhere. And being a military guy, I love the phrase weapons of mass distraction. They are everywhere. Fire Nation, don't let them take you down. And Frankie, you mentioned the word focus. It's literally my favorite word because it's an acronym. Focus. Follow one course until success. Fire Nation, if you follow that focus, you will succeed in that one area you're focusing on. Make it happen. Now, Frankie, devaluing people is a sin of success. 
Share with us why that's the case. Nowadays, people, um, you know, they might work for you because you pay them and you might even pay them well. Um, but they they follow you to the end because they know and believe you care. And when you don't value people, you can't care for them. I mean, John Maxwell says uh, you can love without leading, but you cannot lead without loving. And so when you when you talk about people, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, you got to have a good group of people around you, you know, and most people might have people in their life or in their business just because they have a need for them. But when you start realizing who they are and what they're about beneath the surface of their position or title, beneath the role that you might have them in um, and really care for them, that's when they dig deep. That's when they put in the extra effort. That's when they go to fight for you, you know, and so I like to say this, you know, um, when you have a group of people that are willing to bleed together, there's not a lot of things they can accomplish together. And you can't do that and fake it. You can't fake liking and loving and caring for people um, because people will find you out real quick. As soon as they start acting up and doing something that you know doesn't align with uh, some things because people are messy. And so when, when, when you get in, the, in, in a group of people and you're trying to help them and, and, you're, and you're, you're not the real deal, you're going to find out real quick because, you know, like I said, people um, is, is something you got to have no matter what you're doing. You know, businesses are built brick and mortar online, great products, great services. But people is really what a business is made of. And I say it's your greatest asset as an organization. And so you got to have relationships and those relationships can't just be based on what they do for you. They have to be a two way two way street where you're actually valuing them. And then you can help them chip away at their dream, too. They're there to serve you but you can help them uh, in serving themselves as well. And so if you will lift up your people, they will lift you up and they'll help you go to places you couldn't go all by yourself. So you definitely have to value people. When you don't value people, then you are sinning when it comes to success. Fire Nation, we were put on this earth to coexist with others, to coexist with others, and then to leave this planet a better place than we found it. So are you up for this challenge? One of the starting points valuing, respecting, and giving awesomeness to other people. Make that happen. And those first five sins of success, Fire Nation, value bombs, each and every one. We have five more coming up and we get back from thanking our sponsor. As entrepreneurs, we face a variety of challenges every single day, but one of the biggest challenges I hear about from other entrepreneurs on a daily basis, and one that I face while growing my own business, is finding the right candidates to hire. Luckily, ZipRecruiter makes it easy. You'll see exactly what I mean if you visit ziprecruiter.com slash fire. To start, ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, which saves you a ton of time, but they don't stop there. Next, ZipRecruiter's powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills and experience and actively invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Frankie, we're back and self-doubt is a sin of success. Why is that the case? A lot of people in life um, are fighters. I mean, if I, I got some friends that if I get in a physical fight, I know I'm going to be all right because they know how to fight. Um, people go through battles all the time. 
Um, but I always say the greatest battle you're ever going to fight is in between your ears. And so my point is, is that self-doubt is what lives. Um, it's there all the time. I've referenced uh, earlier that that quitter that people deal with all the time. That quitter is always reminding you of self-doubt. And so my point is, is that, um, you know, if you don't know, number one, that's the greatest battle, you're going to be sinning all the time because you're going to let doubt win. Um, and I like to say this, if the quitter is going to, is going to be there. And by the way, even when I was in the, when, when I was sleeping in my car, the, you know, the quitter in me was big, loud and, and, and boastful all the time. Every morning I woke up, it was there. Uh, and, and it was something I had to fight every day. Guess what? Even at the success level I'm at, you know, my bills are paid. People, I'm blessed, right? I got things that people wish to have in a whole lifetime. Guess what? Quitter's still there. Self-doubt is still there. The bottom line is, is how I fight it now. I fight it. And, and this is what I tell my people. I tell everybody, if the quitter's going to be there no matter what, at least made it, make it pay rent. Make it pay rent. <laughs> if it's going to be there, it ain't living rent free. And you know how you make your the quitter inside of each and, each and every one of yourselves pay rent? You make it pay rent by doing the opposite in which it's telling you to do. When it tells you not to get up out of the bed, when it tells you to be lazy, when it tells you not to care because people might hurt you, when it tells you that you're not good enough, when it tells you and reminds you what other people have said about you and how they've dogged you and, and put you in a box, when it tells you those things, you do the opposite. And when you do, you're making it pay rent. Uh, I'd say this all the time. Me and Quitter go up on the mountain all the time. And I remind the Quitter inside of me, only one of us is coming down. And it's not it's not going to be you. And in, in the, and guess what? It keeps showing up. And so self-doubt is the greatest battle you ever fight. And when you lose that battle, you're actually not succeeding. And therefore, you're sinning. And you got to get a hold of that. You know, first of all, it's never going to go away. Second of all, you got to learn how to approach it and fight it in a way. And it's a daily fight. And that's why you got to get a hold of that. And if you don't, you're sinning and you're not going to be successful. Fire Nation, the greatest battle you'll ever fight is the fight between your ears. Just remember that. And my question to you is, what are you doing daily to win that fight? And I can tell you what you're doing today, Fire Nation. You're listening to Entrepreneurs on Fire. So you're winning that fight today because you're putting the right knowledge, the right value, the right content in your ears. But you need to win this fight every single day. So Frankie, let's talk about the lack of resourcefulness and how that's a sin of success. Well, a lot of people, when they want to start a business or they want to create an idea or if they want to do something, the first thing they check is normally their bank account. Um, they, they look and see what resources they have. And then what they do is they realize they don't have a lot of resources. And just like me, when I was in my car, obviously, uh, my life was speaking and yelling, uh, hey, you need to make a change. Well, Unfortunately, I had depleted my resources, so I didn't have a lot of options. I didn't have a lot of resources. And so by default, I had to become resourceful. And that's what people got to do. They, you know, instead of looking at what you don't have, think about the things you do have. You know, uh, look at the skills that you could tap into. Um, build a relationship. 
talk to people, be resourceful. I used to go to the Barnes and Noble, uh, you know, bookstore. And although I didn't have money to spend on books, I would sit in the lobby and I would read a few books and try to learn what I could. And I'd had to put the books back on the shelf. I was being resourceful, right? I was trying to leverage a situation that they allowed me to do. You know, I even asked for permission, you know, hey, is this okay if I just read a book and I don't buy it? Yeah, of course. So guess what? I took full advantage of that opportunity. And I used, uh, you know, I used to Wi-Fi hop and, and use Wi-Fi just to be able to talk to people and set up appointments and hustle. And so I find that most people, they look at their resources and when they don't have the resources they need to, to launch, to start, to get things going, they end up quitting. And at the end of the day, you got to be more resourceful instead of looking at what resources you do, you do have and you don't have. And when you're doing that, then you'll be able to see that, look, you can still create things. You just might have to, you know, work a little harder. You might have to be more creative. And when you, uh, you know, when you're when you're really focusing on the lack of resourcefulness, uh, you're sinning. You're not successful and you're not going to be successful because you're checking things that may not, uh, you know, be plentiful right now. But if you would just dig deep and be creative, you'll find a way to be successful. Fire Nation, what are you doing to be resourceful? One of my buddies, Michael O'Neill, he lives in San Diego. It's a great location. And guess what? He could sit at home every single day and work from his laptop and do what he needs to do. But every now and then, he knows he needs to get out and meet cool people. So what does he do? He picks one of the really cool upscale restaurants or hotels. He goes to that hotel bar and then he sits down, he orders a glass of wine during happy hour, opens up his laptop and continues to work just like he'd be working when he was at home. But now he's surrounded by people who are traveling, who are in town for events, for conferences, for whatever it might be. And conversations are starting because they're like, oh, what are you working on? What are you working on? Oh, and he's meeting cool people. He's being resourceful. That $5 glass of wine is opening his network up to potentially meeting some incredible people that are going to lead to who knows what. You just never know, but at least you're being resourceful and you're opening yourselves up to opportunities. Now, one thing that I see a lot of people struggle with, Frankie, is not being strategic. How is that a sin of success? There's a lot of options in the world. I mean, there's a lot of things that come about, you know, opportunities out there. Um, and just because you can don't mean you should. That's a rule I live by. And so don't just do things just because you can do them. Do them strategically. Make sure they align with your vision. Make sure they align with the mission. If you're not going to be able to see that return on investment uh, really help you down the line, make sure your future self can thank you and say, hey, yeah, that was a good idea. Be strategic. It's, it's, it's like chess versus checkers. You know, uh, you know, it's easy to play uh, checkers. Pretty much anybody can pick it up um, in chess. The game itself is not that hard either. But the strategicness behind it is the is the the part of mastery that you got to gain in order to be successful with it. And that's the same thing with success. If you don't understand to be more strategic you're sinning and therefore you're not going to find yourself successful at least long term because you got to do things strategically you got to think ahead you got to understand how it fits for the bigger picture and when you do uh, it'll help you put together uh, the real vision the deeper the longer vision that you want and you know so don't just because you have the money don't mean you should buy it or or go go there and do that those things sometimes you have to really figure out if that makes sense long term and be strategic with it. Right. People ask me all the time, how are you doing all these different businesses? And there's they say to me, well, you're aggressive. 
And I'm like, well, I'm aggressive, but really I'm strategically aggressive. I'm not just saying yes to say yes. There's businesses that I've said no to. There's things that don't work out for my vision. And and although I could probably still get involved because of my situation, I don't because it doesn't fit my strategic plan. And so if you're not being strategic, then you're sinning and you're not going to be successful. And the bottom line is you have to be more, more strategic to be successful. Just because you can fire nation doesn't mean you should. You need to ask yourself, is this strategic to my vision, to my plan, to my goals on what I want to achieve? Because this is a really important phrase, fire nation. Definitely listen in, lean in here. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else you could otherwise be doing during that time you're taking up while you said yes to that one thing. So think about that. When you just say, oh, I'm just going to say yes to this because I want to help somebody out. I want to do this. Or I just don't like disappointing people. When you say yes to something, Fire Nation, you are literally saying no to everything else you could be doing with that time you're giving up. Unwillingness to adapt. A lot of people have a very hard time changing, adapting. And this is very true for entrepreneurs as well, Frankie. Why is this a sin of success? The constant is change, especially when you're in business. Marketing tactics need a change. Um, algorithms change. People change. Buying patterns change. Um, a lot of people get this confused with not being true to yourself. The honest truth is no one's saying you shouldn't be true to yourself. What we are saying is you should be flexible. You should be able to adapt. If the approach is not working, that's a big sign that you need to change something. And it doesn't mean you need to be a different person or not, uh, you know, authentic. But what it does mean is you need to be flexible and adapt. You know, when you're in an airplane, I'm sure, John, you've experienced this before and you hit some turbulence. Right. The captain has two choices, the choice of changing altitude or uh, basically just getting through it. Either way, uh, there's going to be some change, right, that you got to do. And there's going to be turbulence in your life. There's going to be things that pop up. And if you're not willing to change, then you're sinning and you're not going to be successful. And I see so many people who try the things that have always worked. And then when it stops working, they just start complaining instead of changing and start, uh, you know, stopping their growth. And they don't want to adapt uh, and, and go with the, the times, you know, technology has changes. I mean, you know, you're talking about social media it has changes. There's a lot of things that work and used to work, but it doesn't mean it always works. And if you're willing to adapt and adjust and be flexible, it, it doesn't matter if you're in the stock market or if you're at home, things change constantly and you got to change the way you go about it and be flexible to that and open minded to that. And if you are, you will be successful. But those who are not willing to adapt, are going to be the ones who find themselves short of success. Fire Nation, you need to accept the reality that we live in a world that's always changing. The sun is rising. The sun is setting. The seasons are changing. That's the world that we live in. Adapt. Adapt to it. The people who adapt win. Now, Frankie, let's finish this. Let's close down with not being coachable. This is a sin of success. Why is that the case? You know, when you think you know it all, and a lot of these sins go hand in hand, but, you know, some people think they've arrived and yeah, maybe they're talented. Maybe they have some great uh, skills. Uh, and that was one of the things that I struggled with. You know, God has blessed me with a lot of talents, a lot of gifts, a lot of abilities. And, you know, I, I wasn't really, you know, that open to learning new things 
especially if it didn't come from myself, right? And so when you start researching, you know, success, and you start looking at people that have achieved high levels of success, whether it's a Hall of Fame athlete, you know, all-star, whether it's a, you know, you know, awesome business owner, entrepreneur, all these people can, can be connected back to a great coach and they're coachable and they're open to new ideas, fresh things, you know, um, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, and that's what I, what I like to always say is you got to be willing to can continue to learn. I also say big earners are big learners. And so they're, they're always willing to add on to what they know. And one of the things is that, you know, a lot of these guys out there that are successful, high levels of success, including myself, have coaches, have mentors, have people that are pouring into them. You know, you got to have someone in your life that if not a, a group of people in your life that see the blind spots, things, see the things you can't see, tell you the things that you need to actually hear, not just because. Uh, you know, not no, don't just tell you things that you want to hear, but tell you things you need to hear to tell you when you're wrong. Tell you when when you should be encouraged when things are tough. Um, you got to have coaches in your life. You got to have mentors. I've decided uh, that the, the coaches that I have in my life, man, they've taken me to another level. So I've decided to become a coach myself. And because I don't I want to do the same thing. I want to expand, uh, you know, my abilities to impact people. And so I want to take some of the things that I've learned, like the 10 cents of success, help people and be and help them understand you got to be coachable. So when I, I when I talk to my coaching clients, the first things I do is I give them a 30 day, you know, um, uh, you know, trial, you know, and if they don't achieve the, the very small things in those 30 days, uh, then they're telling me right away they're not coachable and they're not going to be successful and therefore they're not a good fit. So if you're going to be truly successful you got to have an open mind to expanding your mind and accepting the things that you need to learn so you can continue to grow and keep going. And so if you, you know, it's easy, uh, it's easy to, to, you know, think that you have arrived when you made certain amounts of money and you've been successful. But if you have a deeper dream, a bigger dream, if you want to impact a lot of people, um, there's going to have to be some people in your life that help you. You know, I always say that um, you're going to arrive at your destiny through the people you meet in the books you read. And so you got to be coachable, whether it's through a book or an author or someone who's hands on more like a mentor or a coach. And if you are coachable, you will be successful. But if you're not going to be coachable, you're going to be sent in and success is going to be far from you. Big earners are big learners, Fire Nation. Do you want to become a big earner? Well, let's become a big learner as well. And I think it's key to add to this as well. You need to find the right mentor, Fire Nation. Not just any mentor, but the right mentor, in my opinion, is somebody who is currently where you want to be. So where do you want to be in life? Go find people who are currently there. Those are your pool of possible mentors. Now, Frankie, we just gone through the 10 sins of success. Give us a big takeaway that you want to make sure from everything we've chatted about today that Fire Nation definitely walks away with and share with us how we can find out more about you, any call to action you want to make, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah. And again, John, thank you for having me on and thank you for the opportunity to share some of the things I learned. Some of these things I learned the hard way. Um, but I'm just grateful that I learned them. And I'm also grateful that I get a chance to share them with all of Fire Nation and anyone who's listening. I mean, at the end of the day, all these sins, like I said, go hand in hand. It's about expanding. It's about growing. And if you have a real true desire to take your life, your business to the next level, 
then you're going to have to be open to these things and these ideas. You're going to have to have people in your life. You're going to have uh, to value people. You're going to have to have a good team. You're going to have to have, like John says, the right mentor. Um, I, I tried to offer that. And even when I'm not the right coach, I try to point people in the right direction to the right coach or the right mentor. Um, we've developed a business uh, in many ways where even though we might be in a certain industry and have a certain product, we always know it's about people. And people can help you be better or they can help you be worse. And so um, the takeaways I would say is, look, you know, this is, you know, a lot of there's a lot of great tools out there. There's a lot of great tips out there. But sometimes we don't really talk about the things to avoid as much as we should. And so I wanted to really approach this in a way where people can look at things from a different perspective. Try to avoid making these sins. And again, if you're going to commit these sins, don't hark on, don't, don't, don't sit there and you know, let it fester and grow because that's the problem. It's not that you commit these sins because we all do. When we're attempting to be successful, we're going to commit these sins. But it's about cutting them out, getting rid of them as quickly as possible, making the adjustments so that you can be successful. If you want to find more about me and what I do, and if I can help anyone out there, um, go to my website, frankielane.org. Uh, Frankie is spelled F-R-N-K-I-E, Lane, L-A-N-E dot org. Uh, all my information, contact information is there. Shoot me an email if there's something I can help you uh, with. I'd love to do that. I have a great team. Even if I'm not quite available, they'll help you as well. They all uh, have inherited our philosophy, and that is to help people be more successful and to tap into their potential. So. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with FL and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. If you type Frankie in the search bar, the show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. And of course, head directly over to frankielane.org. Frankie, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks, Sean. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bombs were brought to you by Frankie. And if you're ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus, all three of those things, which are amazing, check out the Mastery Journal at themasteryjournal.com. And in just 100 days, you'll master all three of those incredibly valuable skills and use a promo code podcast as a thank you because you're listening to my podcast. I'll see you there, Fire Nation, or I will catch you on the flip side. So what makes ZipRecruiter so smart? ZipRecruiter doesn't overwhelm you with unqualified candidates. Its powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills and experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. And as applications come in, their technology analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates to save you time and make sure you never miss a great match. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter dot com slash fire zip recruiter the smartest way to hire